Hello and welcome back to my little corner of Oklahoma education. It's been uh, another week in the books. Uh, we had some professional development and as usual, uh, I chose the attitude of there is something I'm going to learn today. Uh, I like that attitude way better than my younger self where it was just like, Bleh professional development. What do I have to do? There's probably not going to be a good meeting or any information. But I don't remember when I had that shift in the years ago. But yeah, uh, I got the chance to, um, well, they invited back for a second time the Max Teaching uh, Reading Literacy Skills people, which I love that company. I remember the guy who started it, Mark Forget, Dr. Mark Forget. And I met him back in Mm, 05, 06, and totally changed how I approach education and why I do what I do and how I uh, approach my social studies content. And I've advocated for years and years and years that this would be a great opportunity, uh, a great training for teachers. And so they brought someone in uh, back in January. Uh, unfortunately, I had to miss that one because of a death in the family, but I got to come to this uh, backup uh, training, this um, addendum. And they went through an activity that I've already done before. Literally, I'd done the activity uh, the Friday before. But it gave me a chance to kind of think through, so like fine-tune and tweak the process of what I use. Also, it gave me a chance to fiddle with um, some some tech websites like ChatGPT and other ones as far as, uh, which I didn't realize, you can put uh, a text, an article uh, into ChatGPT and then have it create um, anticipation guide statements or, and I, I didn't know that was a thing. And honestly, some of them were a bit wordy, but then I realized you, you put in like, tell it what reading level, what grade level you, you want it to be and tell it to be more concise. And I got to fiddle with that. And it's like, that might be an option in the future, especially with the new book adoption coming up in the, in the years and about two, three years. The only problem with the new book adoption is I typically have to rewrite, uh, my activities because they don't, uh, the old activities don't really match as well with the text that um, that we adopt. And and I, I really want the students to be able to dive into text. That's like the whole point, which is something I talked about with my gentlemen, uh, the rest of my team, is that uh, just realistically, our students don't need more time watching videos. They, they're already skilled enough at watching videos, and they don't need more time, um, you know, piddling around on the Internet. They're already skilled enough with technology and you know, submitting assignments online. What they need and what our principals are asking for, and now we have the skills for it, is practice with reading and writing. You know, Use a textbook um, or an article and give them a chance to read it, discuss it, try to understand it um, with all these activities. And I, I did appreciate the presenter talking about, because it's something I've felt before. She, she, she was older than me and she mentioned that she very much had to fight back against the idea that you don't use a textbook. It was like a badge of honor to be like, I don't use a textbook. I don't teach from the text. And I was like, whoa, I've heard that so many times. Like people who don't ever take the time to get to know me, uh, colleagues, they don't get to know me. They don't come and talk to me. They don't come and observe my class to see what it is I'm doing. They just assume, oh yeah, he's the textbook guy. And uh, as if we're just reading and having them answer questions at the end. And it's like, it's so much m more than that. And um, I think that the more we put in th some thought into that, the better off we're going to be. They need practice with that. All jobs out there require reading and writing skills, being able to understand, read between the lines, what the boss is wanting when he sends the email, being able to read between the lines, 
with um, what your customer is wanting when they are, you know, placing an order or trying to figure out some kind of, when you're trying to get a bid for them. And well, especially with our significant others, you have to be able to read between the lines sometimes and try to figure out what's going on. We humans, like it or not, we are confusing creatures sometimes, and we don't always say what we mean and mean what we say. And it's not out of any kind of malice or ill intent. It's just kind of how we're wired. We got a lot going on in our heads, and we don't always get things clearly from our brains out our mouths and into the ears of our audience. So working on those reading and writing skills is uh, something important. And I really appreciated the um, kind of reminder uh, and 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 the opportunity to be able to sit back and um, maybe fine tune some of the things that I have done. Also got a chance to work more on that teacher of the year paperwork, which I think at this point I'm almost done, which is pretty good considering it's not due until the end of March. So I'm I'm trying to be like be a good role model, even though my students don't know this. Well, I guess if they listen to this, they do. Um, that I'm not trying to procrastinate. I I kind of preach that a lot. Like do the little bit of work each day, each week, and you'll be surprised how much better uh, it'll turn out and also how much better you feel about it. You don't have to be all anxious all the time. So I'm feeling pretty good. There's a couple of things I still got to check off. But um, like I said, I still got like five weeks to go until some of that stuff is due. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And and also feeling pretty good that my wife is, uh, you know, proofreading for me. Speaking of my wife, uh, this week, they finished up their Wizard of Oz musical. And as I told the students, um, it, it was a good thing for me because I'm her, who, her and her students and the choir kids and the teachers and the tech and the band teachers and students, they've been working really, really hard the last couple of months um, and since like end of November, December. And especially the last few weeks, they've been working really hard to put this together. And I was really excited for them to have the opportunity to show it off to the student body and to the community. But I'll be honest, more importantly for me, and it was something I was thinking about this weekend, is I missed having my life around to because I need to talk. Um, I don't know if you know that because of these couple hundred episodes I've put out, but I need to talk. I specifically, I need to talk to process things. I need to talk it out with someone else. Um, I need to go through the, the, the frustrations sometimes. Like, ah, oh, that's frustrating. And then give me a chance to be frustrated, but then to walk it back and be like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's annoying, but it's not the end of the world. Or sometimes I need to talk it out when I get a little too excited about a, a project or an idea. It's like, oh, this is going to be great. This is this is going to be awesome. There's there's nothing, ba- nothing bad that could happen with this. And sometimes I need to talk it out and be like, mm, okay, but what about this and what about that? And uh, I think I was explaining it to her earlier today. I think that's what I miss the most. Not being able to like talk it out, whether it be issues with um, students or colleagues or just interesting YouTube videos I've been watching. And uh, it, especially this last week or so with all the late nights. And I uh, explained that to her, and I guess I'm explaining it to you. That's what I miss the most. And that's what I appreciate about, appreciate about her because she is my person. She's my person that I can go and talk to and sort those things out so I don't have to maybe make those mistakes out in public, being too down on something or too up about something. I can figure that out. And be the best version of myself out into the world. So I'm glad uh, she had a good time and her students did a great job. I saw it uh, on Friday night, but I am 
glad to have her around a little bit more over the next few weeks. What else? Um, I learned there's a word I can't say. Hedge. Oh gosh, I just messed it up again. Uh, hegem hegemony. Hegemony. Ah, I got it. Hegemony. Um, it's a weird word, but you know, it's basically power. How do I have power and control? And it was in reference to uh, the debate teacher. He and I uh, talk a lot about just ideas. We're just, I guess, we're idea people, and uh, which is perfect for him because a debate class is where you talk about ideas. And uh, he was going through and preparing them for an upcoming debate tournament, and he was telling me about the uh, question. Oh no, I'm getting it wrong. Uh, the case. Sorry, um, that they were trying to get through, and he was talking about, he oh my gosh, hegemonies, and just explaining all that idea to his uh, students, but also he was talking about that with some of his debate classes as well. It's just, it's not just names and dates in history, it's also like, but why are they doing this? Why are countries throughout history, or even now, why are they doing what they're doing? And sometimes it just comes down to, they just want control, they just want power, they want the uh, hegemony over their their country, their their region, or maybe even some people, like global hegemony. Like we'd have to be in charge of all of it. And um, I say all that, one, I had to confess to him the next day. I was like, dang, I was having a hard time saying that word. But also, two, I'm just excited that we have people like that on staff. Um, that we have people like that on staff that are willing to talk about bigger picture uh, topics and ideas and walking our students through that idea of maybe that is what's going on under the surface. And he and I talked about it the next day because I was explaining this to him, um, especially my poor pronunciation, uh, the idea that technically it's, it's hegemonies all the way down, whether it's someone trying to dominate the globe um, or someone or a group of people trying to dominate a country or a region, but technically it goes all the way down into, and it explains a lot of what's going on around you. Even office politics is just someone's upset because you're threatening their hegemony, their control, their power. And when you realize that, you're like, oh, that is what people are doing. That is what people are up to. And my history book is just filled with it. And it explains. And some people was like, well, they're trying to protect. Um, no, they're just worried about their power being threatened. Uh, we see that with the French Revolution, we see it with some, you know, Chinese uh, Civil War and revolutions coming up here after spring break. And I was just reminded of that. And again, thankful that we have people like that on staff that can walk our students through that and introduce them to those ideas. Uh, what else is going on? Let's see. Um, oh, it's something else I was talking with the debate teacher about is uh, I've been entering into the time of year that I really appreciate. Because for me, um, most people, you don't really see it, you don't know it, but back behind my podium is a little sign, real big font, that says, stay worthy. Stay worthy. Because through the years, I've always found it fascinating that um, students will find me worthy enough to talk to me, to share their concerns, to share their joys, to share their, their, their life, even if it's just 50 minutes at a time. And I've always found that um, fascinating to me because I don't feel like I'm that special. I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing anything that special, but it always um, amazes me that uh, as the year goes on, school year goes on, you, you get more and more of those moments. And what's so nervous sometimes about showing up to school in August is um, it's like, do I still have it? Like, is, is this going to be good? It's like, I, I know it's worked last year. I know it's what maybe worked in the years before. And, and, and do I still have it? And um, you get glimpses of it as the year goes on. But this week, especially, I was getting, I got quite a few reminders that as of now, I'm, I'm still worthy. I'm still worthy of their trust. I'm still worthy of their, their ear uh, to, 
to speak to and have them listen. Uh, so, and some examples of that is just um, I had uh, I had a student come in and ask about career advice, and they literally they did say like, "Oh, I need to talk to you something serious," and I was kind of, "Oh, okay." Um, and and it is serious; it's career advice, but th- that's what it was. And and they did say it, it's because I, I I trust you, and I was like, "Okay, good." Um, and we did; we sat down and talked about pros and cons of certain career choices and uh, something I'll say to any of you who are trying to help teenagers figure out careers, sometimes instead of focusing on passion, maybe um, because all of us, we focus on the good thing. Like I want to be a teacher because I want to help students or um, maybe you want to be a police officer or in the medical field. And it's something I told my son and it's something I told this student is, hey, you've narrowed it down to a couple options. Now go on YouTube or somewhere else and research what are the things that people don't like about that particular job? Because if you see the thing, maybe it's paperwork or it's a, it's a certain process they have to do. And if you're seeing it and you're like, ooh, that doesn't sound good at all. Well, good. You're starting to realize maybe I'm pointing in the wrong direction. But if you, like me, what pe- teachers don't like about their job, uh, professional development, paperwork, um, you know, dealing with other adults. And But the thing is, that's the worst part about my job, but it doesn't happen very often. And so it's like, oh, that's it? And I get to hang out with students six days a week, uh, six times a day, five days a week. And all I have to do is every few months, I have to go to some PDs and deal with some adults. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, I fill out some paperwork. Oh, I'll take that trade anytime. And it's the same thing. It's like when you're, when you're thinking about, or maybe some teenagers thinking about what they want to do, um, and they're having a hard time narrowing it down. That's the next step. Maybe go and look, what is it that people in that career field don't like and see if that's something you can get through because everything else outweighs it. Uh, I also had a student, uh, I had a couple of appreciation letters show up, and uh, I think the English teachers are having them write some, and some of them were kind of silly and fun on little Valentine's cards, but I got one, man, I got one letter um, just out of the blue on Wednesday when we reported back, uh, a student came in and was like, I got you something, and I was like, oh, okay, and it was like, it's a letter, and it was written on copy paper, and it doesn't, um, you know, from the a glance at it, it looks, it looks, uh, a bit disorganized, but I sat down and read it and it was just like, holy crap, they get it. Everything they were seeing about me and my class and what's going on is everything I've been trying to do for years. It's everything I try to do every year. And whether it be just the, we're not going to focus on names and dates. We're going to focus on getting each other better. better. And we're also going to focus on not getting upset with uh, silliness and goofiness that goes on in class because that's just who we are. We're goofy sometimes. And it's not the end of the world. It's just, it just, it's not a shutdown thing. It's just a redirect thing. And so I, I have to, I read it a, a couple times this week and I'll probably have it out and read it again this week because it just went on and on and, and it explained, um, and it was so insightful. And once again, it was a reminder. It's like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm still worthy of their time and their thoughts and their appreciation. And then I guess the last thing is I, I had a student who was still struggling with um, the loss from a couple weeks ago, and they just broke down, and they were willing to talk to me about it, and I was able to maybe give them some perspective and um, tell them what their feeling was was normal. It's like uh, those sad feelings, they don't just go away all of a sudden. They don't. Um, whenever we experience loss, whether it be a friend who has like moved to another town or a breakup or a death of a friend or a family member, those feelings don't go away all at once. They don't go away and never come back. No, they, they'll hit you like a wave out of nowhere. And it's hard for us to understand the wave analogy being in a landlocked state. 
But if you ever look into it, it's this idea, it's like a rogue wave. You see that sometimes uh, on internet posts where people are hanging out and doing their thing and all of a sudden a big wall of water comes through and everyone's just like, oh yeah, that's a rogue, rogue wave. And I think that's what it is. Our emotions are like waves and sometimes they just kind of flow in in ways that we um, can understand and work through, maybe paddle through on our little board. But every once in a while, one just comes flying out of nowhere and it can knock your feet from out underneath you. And I think that's what that student was dealing with. They just had a couple of things that were reminders of this friend and they were they were struggling. And and I think they were maybe frustrated that they were struggling. And it was like, no, it's fine. That's that's just what happens. We we get hit by these waves and we we find a way to we talk about it. You talk about it, and by talking about it, you can work through it. You're not that you get over it, um, but you work through it. And then what you notice is those waves uh, don't seem to come as often, and they're not as big anymore. And it just takes time. And I, I told them, I know um, it sounds like some old fart teacher thing to say, but it will get better with time. It will be get better with time. Oh, speaking of. Um, uh, not getting upset with things. Uh, I have quite the fan club in my fourth hour now. There's a group of young men who are very proud to announce that they have their favorite new podcast. Hello, fourth hour. Um, and they wanted a shout out. So this is it. Um, it has been a privilege to work with you uh, this school year. Um, and it's a good reminder even in all the silliness that goes on and the goofiness and the distractions sometimes, it's been a privilege to be able to be there to help remind you that you can be slightly better than what you were yesterday. That the, the things that you joked about in middle school, maybe you need to let that go. The things you joked about in ninth grade, maybe you need to let that go and you can be just a slightly better version of yourself. And just the recognition that sometimes... While our school system and the model that we use, it may work for a lot of people, it doesn't work for everyone. And I, it's been my experience that it doesn't always work the best for some of our young men. They feel a little trapped in there. And so giving them a chance to maybe let them know that while, yes, they could be a better student from time to time, they're still cool people. They're, they're still cool people, and they're fun to hang around, and they're fun to joke with. We just got to make sure, <laughs> we got to make sure that we do right right time, right place. And so, no, it's been a, it's been a joy uh, to hang out with y'all and it's been fun getting to know you. And the thing is though, we ain't done yet. You can still be better in March than you were in February and in May than you were now. And I look forward to being a part of that process and staying worthy of your uh, attention and your fandom, podcast fandom, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a week. It's been good. I've enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to another one. Uh, we've got some district mandated things we got to take care of, uh, but we'll get through it. It'll be fine as we get started on our next unit about the years after World War One and into World War Two, and then it's going to be spring break, just like that, before we know it. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I'm excited for the week, I'm excited for some warmer weather, and I'm excited that I'm still worthy. As always, have a day.